Now more than ever, the industry that fuels the world needs the right people to modernize and unify a global energy platform. The transformation is both digital and cultural. Join us as we explore strategies for success in the hyper-competitive war for talent here on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, hosted by the IBM North American Oil and Gas Team. So, a little about our sponsors, Ericsson. As we're all aware, the oil and gas industry is digitizing rapidly. In addition to helping the industry reap the benefits of cost reductions, capture efficiencies for top-line revenue, achieve safety and environmental goals, digitization is enabling better and stronger connectivity. Ericsson provides best-in-class connectivity solutions for the oil and gas industry with its 4G and 5G private networks. Check out their site at www.ericsson.com forward slash oil and gas. I will put this in the notes of each one of the episodes. Thank you. Today, my co-host is Brian Woodward, who's live out somewhere in Wimberley in the field. Hello, Brian. Hey, Jace. How are you doing? Yes, I'm on a bit of an industrial site myself. Uh, I'll share uh, more of that later, but as you know, uh, uh, I'm building a house and you know how painful that is. So I'm doing this on location on the construction site, quite industrial for sure. There you go. And the F-150, I can see it. It's the, it's yeah. the F-150 roving reporter live today from Wimberley. I'm in my Ford pod, not my Nook pod today. Ford pod. Right? There you go. David Cohen will, will be delighted with that connect. Hey, Brian, <laughs> I brought up a, a great guy onto the podcast today. Who you got like- today, Jace? I I've met this wonderful guy at the Houston Strategy Forum last week. Uh, he's the founder and president, Mr. Ravi Katuria. Hello, Ravi. Hey, hey. Uh, hello. Good afternoon. I'm glad to be here. Hello, Jason. Hello, Brian. Welcome, uh, Ravi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to uh, to having a great conversation. So, Ravi, can you introduce yourself? I said you were pres- founder and president of the Houston Strategy Forum, but you're also um, Cohedric um, Corp founder and president as well. Is that correct? That is true. That is true. I, I, I founded the Houston Strategy Forum about 11 years ago, and I founded uh, Cohedric, which is a management consulting executive coaching firm, uh, 21 years ago. My son was uh, two weeks old, and he actually is going to celebrate his 21st tomorrow. Wow. Uh, wow. So he's, yes, yeah, so time has, has flown. Both the company and, and him have grown up. And so, and then, uh, yeah, I did that. And then I have also authored uh, two books in two very different genres. When my first book, uh, How Cohesive Is Your Company, is in the in the genre of business and management and leadership, it's a parable. And then my second book, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind, is in the genre of uh, non-religious spirituality. And uh, it's the story of an entrepreneur and his struggles in life. So that's what I have done. Wow. Fantastic. And actually, I've read there's almost every news um, sort of um, article that you've or articles you've had in the news. I think you've ticked every box, uh, Ravi. I was having a look and like, which one has he not been involved in Wall Street? Yeah, you know, that's a great point, Jason. You know, I have coached executives over 20 years and I always teach them the value of focus, right? Because they have a lot of ideas. If I was my own coach, 
that would be just terrible i would never be happy with myself <laughs> as as my lovely bride keeps telling me focus and uh, when i look at all the things that i have done in life Yes, it it shows a dramatic lack of focus. <laughs> so, Ravi, hey Brian, we've got a. I think there's some coaching there from Ravi here. If this all goes wrong, he's taking over this podcast, dude. That's no doubt about this, Brian. So we're on our toes this week. For for a second, I thought this was going to turn into a marriage counseling session, but I think I. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we have just started, so we we have no idea where this is going. So, <laughs> fasten your seatbelt, Brian. <laughs> Wear your helmet. <laughs> So tell me what I was going to say, as long as Jason and I don't get a bill at the end of this, but let's, let's jump in. We need to discuss that, Brian. Would you like to do that online or offline? We'll take that one offline. So Robbie, tell us a little bit about the Houston strategy forum and, and how it was founded and, and kind of what the mission and the purpose and, Maybe most importantly, you know, being in Houston and and like like yourself, I've been in Houston uh, my entire life almost. Yes. Um, tell us about how Houston is changing and through the lens of the Houston Strategy Forum. Sure, sure. Thank you, Brian. For for you know, there are two questions that you asked. So let me let me start with why <clears throat> the Houston Strategy Forum was founded. As as you may both know, or or your and your listeners may know. Houston is a $500 billion economy, right? We're one of the world's largest economies. I mean, uh, we span an area of what is it, you know, it takes over an hour to go from one end of Houston to the other, driving at 80 miles an hour. This is a big place, <laughs> right? Six million people. It keeps keeps growing. We have the second highest number of Fortune 500 companies headquartered in the Houston region. That's second only to New York. Wow, and not many people know that, right? That we we have so many Fortune 500 companies here, and the thing that I wanted to do was I kept thinking about uh, a hill in in Rome, in ancient Rome, where the intellectuals would gather, would climb up, and then just have discussions, right? And so I said in Houston, and and we need to have a place where the the smart top level executives could come together and just have a discussion, yep. right? And so that's what we have created. Where we meet at the, uh, you know, on the thirty fifth, thirty fifth floor of a building in downtown Houston. You know, not quite the Rome uh, hilltop, but <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> and and Houston is flat, so that's probably as high as high as I'm getting. Um, but we, you know, we we want to get people to come and discuss. And the Houston Strategy Forum, why it exists, is it's a it's a discussion forum. So it's not a presentation forum. So no speeches, no PowerPoints, uh, no prepared remarks. We don't even take the time to read bios, right? I, I apologize to every speaker before I host them. I say, look, please don't be offended. But I'm not going to spend time reading your bio. It will be included in the program handout. We want to have a discussion. We want to get to inside your mind. We want to understand how you think and how you challenge yourself, how you solve problems. And that discussion, when that happens between the speakers and the attendees and the entire room is discussing, our goal is that 80% of our attendees contribute to the discussion. Jason was there uh, just was. Uh, last Tuesday and he saw how everyone right in the room begins to contribute. And when that happens, that is just 
magic, right? To, to get everyone talking about a, uh, a topic and discussing it. Uh, we follow Chatham House rules, so it's a safe zone. But we want that. We want that discussion happening, right? So I really uh, enjoyed it last week, Ravi. I said that to you. I think just going to a strategy forum, and I've been to a few, and you think, what are you going to get? I, I like the way that it was sharing, thoughtful. If it was not boring but very specific, we stopped it and went back to track, and it was just it was real thoughtful conversation of. You know, how do we take what, as you rightly said, the Houston sort of innovation and how do we then bring this forward? What are we thinking of leaders? How do we turn up? What do we need to do on innovation versus the cities, et cetera? So, so Jason, since you're maybe a, a new uh, attendee and a yeah. recent attendee, tell our audience maybe about what the, the last topic was last Tuesday. That maybe give us a little bit of idea of of what the conversation's like. Well, it was a breakthrough symposium. So they had, um, I think you had about nine panelists on there, Ravi, and we were talking from yes. anything from NOV to American Bureau of Shipping to Catapult Energy to Woodside. I think Mr. Carms was there from Daniel. Yes. David Reed was on. Um, oh, um, who was the gentleman from Hess? Uh, Mr. Fast. Mr. Rob Fast. Rob yes. Fast, etc. And I think yes. it was more breakthrough of what do we need to do and how do we help each other and what do we need to do as leaders to really think about, you know, what do we need to do and how are we going to change? And given the energy transition coming, coming, what's more important? And then versus the innovation and bringing the business forward versus reporting to New York and just putting another dollar on the, um, you know, um, on the share price. I mean, Ravi, that was the main element of that, yes. wasn't it? Yes, it was. You know, the the theme that we, we wanted to discuss was developing a culture of innovation. And it's it's a very timely topic because, Brian, you asked the question, where is Houston headed? <clears throat> you know, Houston has been the energy capital for decades. And now Houston is on the cusp of completely reinventing itself, right? And uh, at the Houston Strategy Forum, uh, we use the term energy evolution as opposed to energy transition because... Uh, we find transition is a, is a more limited term. Energy evolution is a more broad-ranging term. And the reason why it is broad-ranging is if you look at where we are in the world today. In fact, just this morning, uh, I read the news that we have crossed 8 billion in world population. Yes, I read that also. Billion. Yeah, We are 8 billion in world population. What does that mean? It means that the 8 billion people on Earth, they're going to need greater, more and more energy, right? And Great. so the population is growing. And what we are finding is that the expectation of people around the world is growing, right? Their needs are growing. That is translating into a greater energy demand. And we, we you know, this year we saw uh, many places in the world from Sri Lanka to Kazakhstan where there was an energy crisis. You know, in Sri Lanka, there were being, people were being told, you cannot go to work. You cannot go to school because there is no gasoline. Stay at home and grow your food, mm. right? This is the yeah. 21st century, a country of 21 million. Uh, and, and that is happening across the world. So we have an energy crisis. We're all very familiar with the climate crisis that we are facing, right? I mean, I, I don't have to go into the uh, the floods and the heat waves and, and the, uh, the winter challenges that people all over the world are seeing. So we have this dual problem, dual challenge of climate crisis and energy crisis. 
we need to manage both and they're both you know they're two sides of the same coin we can't say well i will just deal with climate crisis and not worry about energy so a billion people will have no energy that's not acceptable yep. i cannot let people die you know and and even texas we we talked about this the world's leading yep. uh economy we had people dying here in the winter storm because texas could not provide energy to its citizens right i mean that is ridiculous yep. we want reliability of uh, mm. of energy and so we are looking at this problem and this problem I, i read an article that came out which said that this opportunity of climate and energy uh is so huge it may be bigger than the social media opportunity of the last two decades absolutely and ravi just on the back of that then you and i spoke about well, the the whole team the symposium spoke about this and you and i were talking yesterday of this huge climate change is a huge opportunity for us as a Houston community oil and gas hydrogen carbon capture and its cross value chain as you and i were talking last week uh, sorry yesterday and we we're talking about well what do we need to do we need to drive innovation which then led us to well hold on how do you drive innovation partnerships leadership which then comes yeah. back to conversation you were driving of guys we need the right leaders here correct i mean ravi that's where you were guiding i think the symposium and in you and i's conversation yesterday correct Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, we are on December 8th at the Houston Strategy Forum. We will be hosting our carbon and hydrogen symposium. Yep. And you look at the amount of innovation that is happening across companies, companies from the largest oil and gas companies to the smallest startups, right? And everyone is trying to figure out and the the puzzle is so big. Everyone has a piece of the puzzle. Well, by definition, the pieces have to come together if you have to solve that that huge challenge that we are facing this puzzle must start coming together and fit together that's when we become efficient right that's when we need cross cooperation across and partnership and and really this cross thinking because i strongly believe no one group is capable of solving the whole problem right so we have to depend yeah. on each other and we have to we we don't know where <clears throat> the next idea will come from and we have to spark each other and come together and solve this problem there is um, there is so much to do here yeah and, and ravi it's interesting and when you opened up you, you talked about houston and and how relevant houston is on from sort of a global scale Uh, you know i think of intellectual capital right and when you think yep. about the, the energy business um you know houston is the silicon valley of the energy business if you yes. really think about it right we we think about how technology has evolved in the west coast and 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 that was sort of the you know the intellectual center for you know the creation of social media the internet you know software companies etc I believe that we have that in Houston and and I love the word evolution because I think especially in our industry right energy transition can be a, a very overplayed word and maybe even absorb some negative connotation when it comes up but I think anybody that's a leader in our business right understands that evolution is critical and and it has to happen and and I 100 I I agree with your sentiment as well that nobody has all the pieces of the puzzle but what we do have i think in 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 Houston is the pieces of the puzzle and we have the ability 
to take the right ideas and scale them through, you know, the the you know the 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 corporate um, uh, infrastructure that that we have here. So it's such an exciting time, right? That was, I mean, that was Ravi, Ravi. That was your first intro at the symposium last week. Was guys, why does everyone? focus on Silicon Valley. Why not Houston? And what do we need to do? I mean, that was your big call yes. to action. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, I, you know, Silicon Valley is great and, and they have an innovation culture. Um, but the the challenge that we face, this is a challenge that the future of the world is dependent on. I cannot, I cannot create a bigger challenge, right? The, Population is growing. Demands are growing. How do I make sure that climate will not? And and some people talk about the earth getting affected by climate. It's not. Nothing's going to happen to the earth uh, from climate. What is going to? Who's going to suffer is the human species. Absolutely. And so, lack of energy is it has its consequences on human species. Climate has a consequence on human species. And now we have to solve this. We need the biggest ideas on a mammoth scale, and we need execution at a mammoth scale. This is this is in fact a, a far more important project. Uh, and some might argue with me, and I'm I'm happy to to debate it. But it's a far more important project than putting a man on the moon. Yeah, I have eight billion people to take care of here, and I need to take care of them now. I, and so, at the Energy Evolution Symposium that we did in August, I made this remark, and somebody later came to me and said that that was profound. It is a very simple remark. I was, you know, that just that month there had been record floods in uh, Pakistan, and I said, "Look, I cannot go to a family in Pakistan whose house had been destroyed." Right, swept away in the floods and said, hey, don't worry, I have a 2050 goal to be net zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who cares, right? right? Crazy. Climate crisis is happening today. I cannot go to that family whose loved one died in Texas during the winter storm and say, I have a 2050 net zero goal, right? I need action now. I need Absolutely. ideas now. I need to make this happen. And, and when I say I, it's not me, Ravi Kathriya. I meaning... The global citizen, right? I mean, we all eight billion people. We need answers, and we need them now. So you talk about the the pace of innovation that we need, the scale of innovation that we need to bring about and make things happen. I, Brian, I thought Ravi was going to lead the new world there. I thought this was a cry for him taking over uh, the president of the new world there, the eight billion people. <laughs> Hey, Ravi, what is this? Is, is, he already has my vote. I can promise you that right now. So. Hey, Ravi, what do you I, think we need to change in leaders? I mean, what's your – we need to drive this innovation. Again, something you and you were forcing yes. in the innovate, uh, in the symposium. Yes. I mean, you and I speaking yes. yesterday. Yes. From, I, I, I yeah. love love that question, Jason. I love that question. And uh, um, as I have coached leaders over the years – the thing that I see leaders absolutely need to have is the right context and perspective and clarity. When the perspective is narrow, you know, talk about energy transition is the same thing. That is why the Houston Strategy Forum moved away from that term and, and leaders have been using that. But when you are, do not have the right perspective and you have not set the right context, no matter what answer you come up with, you are shortchanging yourself. You have mm. to understand. We we talked about that, right? At, at yep. the at the breakthrough symposium is what business are we in? 
If you define your business narrowly, then you're going to be stuck. You have just limited yourself. And this applies for career growth. When you go, when you, when I talk to uh, executives who are trying to define their careers, right? It's how do you define yourself? How do you set that perspective and context? So that context has to be right. That is a key aspect of leadership. And then you must have absolute clarity. Because I have seen leaders stumble upon not having clarity again and again and again. They have so many ideas. I've never met an executive who was not smart. Uh, in fact, most of them were uh, easily a thousand times smarter than me. <laughs> but the problem was that was their you know, limitation. That became their limitation because that many amount of ideas, when I would say, okay, you have a thousand ideas, Give me one idea that you're going to focus on and they could not, that clarity. And so then the whole organization, now you multiply that with 10,000 people, 100,000 people in the organization, the organization struggles. And society, uh, we have to have clarity. We need clarity in Washington, D.C., right? Yeah. You, you listen to Washington, D.C. You and and uh, sorry, I'll make a political comment. I mean, our, our leaders in Congress... These people do not need to be in Congress because the kind of bills that they pass, the bills lack clarity. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I, so we need, you know, you talk about leadership. A main uh, criteria is setting the context, is clarity. And then I can talk about the personal side of leadership, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you all a chance to, to jump back well, in here. Well, first of all, Ravi, if you fix Congress, then, then yes, we will make you president of the $8 billion. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're ultimately qualified if that happens okay okay right and let me say this there is a third quality which is which is which i call is a personal quality self-awareness yeah. let me tell you this i have self-awareness enough to know that i cannot fix congress so my chances of being leader of the eight billion at this point i would not bet on it i I would hold off on sending me the the check that you are writing, Brian. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I just I just thought if you if you had that rocket science idea, I was I was all in. But you know, it, it's interesting because I, I I think on on many levels what what you what you said earlier could be uh, viewed as um, as almost two extreme ends, but but I, but I think I know the theme of what you're talking about. And, and when we talk about, and you know, the theme of this podcast is the energy workforce of tomorrow. Yes. You know, the, the possibilities in this in industry and, and all of the new technologies that are emerging and the ability, you know, and the, and the thought process on how to evolve this industry really in my mind makes it a very attractive industry again. Right. And, and, um, uh, and and I think you know I think what you're you're what you were stating earlier is as a leader I think I don't want to put words in your mouth though you have to have the ability to think outside the box but then you also have to have an understanding of where your focus is and where you're going to go and where you can make impact right and yes and and I think that could be said for also not just you know, the leaders that are in the corporations today, but the future leaders of this industry, you know, coming into this industry, maybe not looking at the energy industry as we've seen it today, or we've seen it 15 or 20 years ago, 
but looking at what the possibilities are and having some thought process and some clarity of what part of that evolution, going back to your words earlier, what part of that evolution do you want to be part of? Right. Yes. You know, so, you know, I appreciate you bring that up, Brian. On Tuesday, last Tuesday at the forum, Jason and I were there and there was a young man yep. uh, who was sitting up front and uh, <clears throat> as part of the audience discussion, we started talking to him and we asked him, we, we asked him, this is a man who was probably in his, I don't know, or mid twenties or, or late twenties, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, and we asked him, so what drives you, right? We're always interested in what drives the younger generation. And he said very plainly, he said, I want to make a difference. He did. That was very clear. And he says, I want to make a difference. And, you know, that's the sentiment. So you talk about the energy workforce. This is such an opportunity to make a difference, Right. Yeah. This is such an opportunity. I mean, the, you know, the, the report today says that the next population growth will happen in sub-Saharan Africa because until now it has happened in China, it has happened in India, and India growth will begin to plan, but it's now coming, right? The, the need for energy that is going to be required is enormous, right? Exponential, yeah. And we, we need- have to do that. We need people like that gentleman saying we want to make a difference. We need to make yes. space for these people, Ravi, in the in the industry, in IBM and Shell and Chevron and BP and NOV yes. and Baker. I, I, that's that's a big aside. difference, isn't it? Sorry, go on. No, no, I said I'm willing to step aside and make space. No, no, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> this is your exit interview. Jason, they, this they, is, yes. They, <laughs> Jason, they, they, they need to know there's space for them as well, right? I mean, I think that is uh, – you know, what is um, also critical, right? Come, you know, young people coming up in this business yeah. don't know how to view this industry. They need to know that there is space for people who want to come in and, you know, yes, completely, uh, again, I love your word, evolve the industry because it is going, it is, it is an evolution, right? It's not a revolution. We still have to rely on some of the traditional energy sources that are still very abundant in the world and going to be a big part of what we do, Yes. but we've got to diversify. We've got to expand and we've got to evolve to, to, you know, as you said, to scale what, what, what is needed, right? No, absolutely. I mean, if, if energy demand was not growing, then we would say, okay, let's let's shut down on fossil fuels. I, yeah. you know, I, I do not need more gasoline, but energy demand is growing. I need to make sure that people in in these countries that don't have enough gasoline or where the price of gasoline has gone up, that it is affordable. They can still drive their economy and and earn a livelihood, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I have I have to at the same time manage the climate impact of fossil fuels. So I have to figure out both sides of the the equation, right? And it will take innovation. And, and that, you know, that is what we talked about uh, leadership. Jason talked yeah. about leadership. That's the leadership is to frame the situation. We have to frame it right. And then we have to get the, the newer generation interested and say, look, this is the scope of the problem. This is the perspective. And this is the clarity that we need, right? And that's how we get them excited and we get all the juices flowing and we can solve the problem. So, so Ravi, I, I got to ask you and the listeners can't can't see it, but I can. Right. You're sitting in your office and you have the the happy soul, hungry mind 
book that you authored as well. And um, I can't help listen to you when you and, and the passion um, that you bring to the table on the topic. Um, I can't help think about how uh, the sort of the you know that part of um, you know the, the world that you've explored and the corporate yes. part of the world that you've explored. They're they're inherently linked, right? Oh, they're absolutely they're absolutely linked, and and that book, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind, is the only book on earth which has a chapter. It's the only book on spirituality on earth, and has a has a chapter on workplace culture. So <laughs> it's a spirituality book, but it has a chapter on workplace culture because we are human beings. You know, we absolutely. are human beings, and uh, what we do at work, where we spend most of our lives, uh, it's really important to understand those aspects of it because that drives us at a, at a deeper level, right? Uh, we look at what drives us and so we have to we have to deep, dig deep down and connect with that. That's when we create a much better society, much better communi- uh, companies and communities. No, no, 100%, Ravi. And, and, um, and going back to the young gentleman we were talking about earlier, right? wants to make a difference, right? I think we all want to show up and and do something that we can walk away from 20, 25, you know, 30, 40, maybe my two teenage daughters right now, 50 year career I'm planning for now, right? To be able to, yes. uh, <laughs> to be able to survive financially. But, but I want to feel like I made a difference. I think everybody wants to feel like, yes. like that in their work, right? Yes. No, absolutely. We, you know, every human being is looking for significance. And, uh, there is so much satisfaction in solving this big problem because energy uh, and the abundance of um, inexpensive, reliable energy can transform the world, right? It can lift quality of life for everyone. It can make, I mean, if you have energy, you can, um, you can produce clean water. If you have energy, you can produce food, right? So energy, you can solve the food problem. You can solve the water problem if you have sufficient energy. We need reliable energy. We need affordable energy, right? We need accessible energy across the world. Nobody on earth, no human being on earth should be deprived of energy if they want to have it. Now, if you know, if you're a tribe in the Amazon and who has not seen the modern world, then that's fine, right? But uh, if you if you are somewhere else and, and you are aware of what energy can provide and you want access to it, then it behooves. That is the responsibility that we have. And, and the Houston region uh, needs to rise to that occasion and recognize the responsibility that we have to provide that energy to the world while making sure that we have solved the climate problem. 100%. 100%. So, so, so Ravi, maybe, you know, cause we're, we're getting close up on time and, uh, I, I think this has been a great conversation and, uh, uh, tell us, tell our listeners, how do you get involved in, uh, the Houston strategy form? If, if you are rather, you're a mature leader in the industry or rather you're like the 20 year old gentleman you guys referenced earlier, how, how do you become part of that? You know, for lack of better terminology, I guess you know, uh, think tank and, and jewel that we have with, uh, in Houston, right? 
Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that question, Brian. Uh, Houston Strategy Forum is is an uh, open organization, so people don't even have to become members. They can come uh, uh, attend as visitors. We have events uh, almost every month. We, we host a symposium on different topics. Uh, like I said, December 8th, we'll host the Carbon uh, Hydrogen Symposium. So I encourage people, uh, both at the executive level and at every level in the organization, to uh, to come and engage and to sign up and come attend our events and participate in the discussion. Um, I think the, that'll be great. It's it's really accessible. They can go to HoustonStrategyForum.com and sign up for our events. So, hey, Ravi, just wrapping up the podcast then, what's your final thoughts for the Houston leadership for oil and gas? What's your view of what we should be doing and focusing on? Yeah, a great, great question, Jason. Thank you for having me. There is that fortune cookie saying that says we're living in exciting times, right? So these truly are exciting times. But the opportunity is great. We have such a great opportunity. We have to be wise in how we look at the opportunity, how we look at the spectrum, how we work together, how we identify the biggest ideas, right? Sometimes it's easy to get caught in the weeds. And so we want to look at ideas at a large scale and then say, all right, how do I bring everything together and make a big difference? I would ask every leader in Houston to get together and start brainstorming. How do we solve this problem and how do we make a difference like that 20-something-year-old told us, right? We all need to remind ourselves of that. I think it's just a fantastic opportunity to be here. And for us, people who have been in the industry for a long time and for our kids and the new generation that is coming. This is a wondrous opportunity and we're going to feel a great sense of satisfaction and significance when we help the world Yeah, all these problems. Ravi, one of the questions I had in the symposium or what you and I have chatting at the symposium with the team as well was we really need to look at how we partner as well, right? Because it's not just looking at your own business, but how can you leverage maybe taking some of the IP issues out that we've all sat in our own sort of multinationals or national oil companies or consulting and said, hold on, we can't share this. I think that's, you know, to do some of the freedom, that's really what we're asking people to do is be a bit more open and think about it and partner and look at as an industry with an ecosystem that says, how do you get the best of everyone here? I think that's really the point. Yeah, I love that, Jason. And I talked about this is perspective, right? If I see my perspective as just running a food truck, yeah. And I say, I compete with the next food truck and the one f- further along, right? Because I'm only st- I'm trying to solve the problem, trying to feed a thousand people. But if I look at the perspective of, say, I'm trying to serve or solve, if I'm trying to solve world hunger, yeah, then my food truck doesn't matter. It's almost <laughs> inconsequential. I need to find everybody I can. I'm not in competition with the next food truck or the next thousand food trucks. I need to get the food trucks all over the world and say, hey, there is world hunger. We need to solve that. How do we do that? And that requires a different level of thinking. That requires a different level of perspective and creativity, right? Yeah. You go, oh, wow, how do I do that? See, he keeps talking about food there, Brian. I think he's talking about happy soul, hungry mind. He keeps putting that into my mind that I need to read his book. I'm, and I'm also hungry now. So, Ravi, the next time we can meet you, it's almost like a rock star now. Ravi's going to be on stage, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ravi. December the 8th, you've got the carbon. Yes, December 8th, carbon hydrogen symposium. January 31st is the supply chain symposium. August 16th will be the upstream symposium. And then, again, we have symposiums lined up during the year 
these discussion forums with top leaders in Houston, a very eclectic group of executives in the audience discussing like crazy. I mean, that's beautiful. Drive on that. Well, you can rely on Brian and I being there, and I'll put the links to your books in the strategy forum. Brian and I will put it in the footnotes as well. I think that'll be fantastic. That's definitely my name on that one. Hey, Brian, what do you think of Ravi for the leader of the new world? I think we'll still go back to that 15, 20 minutes ago. I think we've got the new leader, haven't we, Brian? 100%, and he can do it from the 35th floor in uh, downtown Houston. On his head. Let me share something with you guys. I've been a man married for 30 years. I promise you, I'm reminded every day that I am leader of nothing. So if you want me to be leader of nothing, sign me up. Hey, hey, Ravi, it's only appropriate we started with marriage counseling and we end with marriage counseling, right? (laughs) It's a full circle there. We have it. We get energy workforce for tomorrow. This is the marriage counseling with Ravi Katuria and Jason Bryan show, I think now. 100%. Ravi, great to have you on today and look forward to getting involved in the strategy forum and encourage our listeners who, like you said, want to make a difference to get engaged. Absolutely. Ravi, thank you very much again. Thank you very much for hosting me. Looking forward to seeing you all at the forum. If you're reading my books, then give me a call, send me a note. I'm happy to discuss them with you all. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ravi. And thank you, Brian, again. And thank you, listeners. Another episode. I thought this was fantastic. If you've got any questions for Ravi or Brian or myself, get them on the system. Like we always said, we want to adapt, adopt, and improve our podcast that we started in October. Right, Brian? Absolutely, Jason. Please give us your feedback. And have a good one. We've got a few, one a week now we're coming through. So yeah, give us some feedback and off we go. Thank you very much. This is Jason and Brian signing off. Thanks, Ravi. Bye, guys. Cheers, guys. Join us again next week on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.